Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. We have work to do. I once worked in a well-established organization with a network of offices all over. We would have random visits from a team of experts from the head office who would come to assess how things were going on. It was always revealing and changes had to be made after those visits. Today, I would like us to recreate something like that in our local churches. This is Sunday, and when you go to church, you see a few persons that are obviously visitors, but the strange thing is that they seem to be observing rather than participating. That is because our visitors are some people from the first century church, guys like Peter and Philip and John and others. They are here to see how the church of Jesus is operating. The first thing they notice is that the sermons are different. This day, they heard a 25-minute sermon during which time the preacher used one verse from the Bible and went on to talk about some social issues. They were surprised that at the end of the sermon that there was no sign of persons feeling any sense of conviction. They all left and headed to their homes. One of the visitors asked about an opportunity for people to repent and accept Jesus as Savior. Oh, we hardly do that around here, was the answer he got. So what do you guys do to win others for Jesus? That was an interesting question, and it was at that point we called the pastor over to join the conversation. Our pastor, who is a great speaker, told them that our attendance has been growing by leaps and bounds, as people love to hear the sermons of how to have a better life, how to be a better person at work and at home, how to be happy. He told them of the numerous times people would call the church office each week to thank him for a great message and how they were motivated to become better people. Our guests were shocked. Back in our time, one of our apostles would preach a powerful sermon based on the teachings of Jesus, and every time that happened, people were left crying as they saw that they needed Jesus in their lives. That is when they would tell them of the need to repent and be saved, and Jesus would give them the gift of eternal life. He told us that every week that happened and scores of lives were changed. That conversation ended in silence. The visitors said they would be around for a while. Later that week, you're sitting around with some of them and they were reviewing the church calendar. They noticed that we had prayer service twice a month and very few persons attended, something that they found very strange. We explained to them that we have a prayer team of about 10, 12 people, and they pray regularly. But as a church, we did not need to come together for these large prayer services. One day they asked how many people knew each other. One of our leaders asked, why was that question necessary? They told us that in the first century church, fellowship was important. People would come to church and they would spend time together eating and talking, and there would be those who would give away gifts like food and clothes to those who were in need. And that was separate and apart from sermons and songs. That happened not just on Sundays, they said, but on other days of the week. Oh, we told them that in our church today, we do that on special days in the year, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. But our church is not a place that does that all the time. 
the poor people in the community know that they should go down to the government offices or to the Salvation Army building, but we don't. We don't do handouts every week. They asked about communion because they noticed that in our church, we do communion once a month. They were shocked because they explained that God said that as often as we do communion, we were proclaiming the Lord's death until he returns. They said that communion was, they noticed that communion was not that important in our church, but we did it occasionally. One other thing they noticed is that we had a nice big church building that we used mainly on Sundays and for no more than, say, an hour or an hour and a half. And then for the rest of the week, there were a few Bible study groups with a few persons in each of them. But the majority of the church only do Sundays and for a short time. But here is what really shocked them. They told us that in the early church, things were different. Everybody was filled with the Spirit, just as Jesus said, and that was what empowered all the members to be active in ministry and reaching people with the gospel, especially outside of church times. Acts 1 verse 8. They said that they didn't have fancy church buildings like us, but that they met together very often, sometimes every day, and that was what their church looked like. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and in fellowship, to the breaking of bread and in prayer. They spoke about packed prayer sessions that were awesome as people were healed, delivered, saved. They were always giving to the poor. Their house meetings were growing all over the city. And this is the big thing. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Acts 2 and verse 47. Our visitors were sad about the state of our church, how we had departed from how things were in the first century church, and that our modern church seemed to be a nice place where people would come once a week, hear a nice sermon and good music, and they would go home. They were saddened by the absence of real change occurring in people's lives. Not many people were being saved and nothing about healing and miracles. We asked them what they think was missing. They told us clearly that our main mission as a church is to win souls for Jesus. There are thousands of people in your community who need to be saved. You will see people being saved through the efforts of members who are filled with the Spirit. Jesus said that when you get the power of the Holy Spirit, you will be effective in winning souls for Jesus all across the board. The 21st century cannot be effective without the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got work to do. Things will have to change.